Welcome to Dear Runner Bod, the pod dedicated to helping you embrace your runner's body. I'm Serena Marie RD, a registered dietitian and body image coach who wants you to stop dieting and start fueling the athlete within. While I am a medical professional, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure. Now, let's start rewriting your body's story. It is time for the review of the week. The review of the week is when you head to Apple Podcasts, you leave a review, and that enters you for a lifetime opportunity to win a raffle where you can choose one of three masterclasses. I have one around hydrating your long runs. I have one around meal planning and meal prepping as an athlete, as a busy runner, and then one around bad body image, how to kind of reset your mindset. These are super valuable freebies, and all you have to do is take two minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So that review not only gives you the chance to win a prize, but it spreads the word of what we are trying to do here at Dear Runner Bod, which is help every runner understand, believe, embrace their runner bod. So today's uh, winner is Runner Girl Arlette. And Runner Girl Arlette said, Serena's words resonate with that inner child within ourselves that at one time or another felt unloved, unattractive, or unfulfilled. Serena's podcast reminds us that loving the body you were in and treating yourself as if you were your own teammate is what we all need, regardless of our age, activity level, or body composition. I can't get enough of the advice Serena and her guests share each week and often go back and listen to episodes that speak to me when I sometimes have moments when I need to remind myself of how wonderfully made I am. This is such a beautiful review. I have um, all the feels right now. So thank you so much, Runner Girl Arlette. Reach out and claim your prize. Which diet foods are crappiest for runners? And I use the word crappy for a very specific reason because they quite literally can make you crap your pants while you're running. (laughs) And as somebody who struggled a lot with GI issues in her early days of training, I could say that I am an expert in the crappiest diet foods for running, not only because I'm a dietitian with years of experience understanding how the digestive system works, um, tons of training in hospital settings as well as in school, but also because I have lived through the crap of diet foods and what they can do to your body. So we are going to go through my top five um, crappiest diet foods for runners. I want to talk first of all, though, why is it that these foods are so common? Like, why is it that when I give you this list, it's not going to be as easy as like, oh yeah, okay, sure. I just won't eat them. There might be a little bit of like emotional attachment to some of these foods. And that is because these foods are often marketed as healthy right? Like as runners, I think we tend to be a very health conscious population. A lot of us are doing this running thing for our health or physical health. And so when these foods get labeled as health foods and we bring them into our house and a lot of times they're expensive, we're paying top dollar to buy the healthier option. And then it turns out that they're actually just making you crap your pants and crave sugar. Um, It might feel a little shocking to you. These foods are also often marketed as weight loss tools, as foods that quote unquote won't make you fat, quote unquote won't make you gain weight. And how while these foods are oftentimes lower in calories, 
I wouldn't necessarily say that these are great aids in controlling your weight. So before I reveal the top five foods, I want to kind of talk a little bit about this whole idea of runners eating um, low-calorie foods, of runners choosing these diet foods. Now, of course, if any of the foods on this list are like your favorite food of all time, you're like, I dream of this food. I crave it all the time. It is so good. Honestly, the first thing I want to say is go back to the non-diet version and try it again Um, because I know for me, some of these items on this list I thought were delicious, but now that I give myself permission to eat the real deal version of them, I can't go back. Like I'm like, no, I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to eat the real McCoy. It is way more scrumptious. Um, So I do want to kind of let you know that. However, if anything on this list is really truly something that you don't want to give up, we can always time this in a way and eat a quantity that won't cause crapping, (laughs) that won't cause GI distress. So I do want to just like let you know all hope is not lost. However, we shouldn't be um, you know, eating these foods in large quantities because it's going to be really hard to not have GI issues. So that's number one. The other thing I wanted to just kind of say is that this whole idea of eating foods that are lower in calories um, or lower in carbs is so ridiculous to me, especially for us as runners, especially for us as athletes. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking like, oh, Serena, because you're thinking like I burn all these extra calories because I'm a runner. But Serena, I don't even actually burn that many calories because I only run X. Like I only run two miles or like I only run two days a week or whatever ridiculous excuse you have. Okay, cool, but that's not what I was going to say. The reason it's ridiculous to um, choose low-calorie foods as an athlete or as a runner is because, first of all, our body has a genetically programmed weight that it wants to be. Hey, you know what? We're not going to call her it. We're going to call our body a a, a she. I'm going to use the pronoun she. Um you know, if that doesn't apply to you, if you're a they or a he, that's cool too. But I'm talking to to female runners specifically. So it applies to you still, but you know, I'm talking to the female bods. So your body, she wants to be a certain weight. She has been predetermined, predestined to be a certain weight. It was programmed by your genes. And there is a range, there is a range of numbers that your body wants to be. However, when she is within this weight range, whether she's on the low end or the high end, she is healthy. She is not healthier when she's on the lower end and she is not less healthy when she's on the higher end. When she is within her set point range, she is one healthy ducky. And so for you to think that by eating these magical diet products, you are now going to magically be able to keep your weight lower than the set point range, that is ridiculous. That is like you telling me you know how to beat biology and you don't know how to beat biology. We cannot beat biology. So if you're within your set point range, coolio, your body will be happy. But if you were below it, your body is going to crave more calories. And it doesn't matter if you're filling up on all this low calorie food, you bet your bottom dollar you're going to be craving potato chips and ice cream and french fries and all these higher calorie foods. And your body eventually is going to get them. You're going to eat them. You're going to 
overeat them at a restaurant. You're going to not be able to stop eating at Sunday brunch. Whatever it's going to happen, your body's going to make sure she gets the calories she needs. Your biology always wins. So stocking up on expensive diet food to try and keep your weight below your set point weight is a waste of time and money. And if that's something, if that's a cycle that you've been stuck in, I really want to tell you to take your money, take your time, and invest it in nutrition coaching, whether it's me or a different running dietitian. I do not care. But you need to get yourself out of this cycle of never-ending eating the low-calorie foods. It's ridiculous. The other thing I just wanted to say is that for a lot of us who are training um, for half marathons, marathons, ultras, who are training for 5Ks and are doing rigorous, you know, strength training and sprint workouts, you actually want to go out of your way to eat those higher calorie foods. You want more bang for your buck. You want more calories per bite because it is annoying as anything to be hungry all the time, right? If you're constantly hungry, you eat a meal and you're hungry an hour later, that is so annoying. I love to eat, but I am busy. I have stuff to do and I don't have time to eat every hour or have my blood sugar crashing every hour. So you bet my your bottom dollar, I I'm not going to be filling up on diet products that are going to give me 200 whopping calories when I can eat a real meal and get, you know, 600 calories that are going to keep me full um, at that meal time. So I, I just want to kind of reframe this idea of just because you're filling up on volume but getting lower calorie doesn't mean you're going to trick your body into eating less. Your body is going to be hungry. You're going to get those hunger pangs. Your blood sugar is going to drop. You're going to feel shaky, woozy, irritable. You're going to feel dizzy. You're going to feel lightheaded. You're going to be thinking about food. You're going to be craving sugar. That means you are eating too many low-calorie foods. You need to add some calories to your plate, okay? You need more protein, you need more carb, you need more fat. You need whatever the thing is that you're missing on your plate. So we can't just trick our body by eating tons of low-calorie food. Not to mention this low-calorie food is oftentimes the cause of GI distress. A lot of times they're removing the calories from sugar and replacing it with sugar alcohol, which quite literally makes you poop, okay? Quite literally is a laxative. So sugar alcohols are those foods that, um, those ingredients that end in I-T-O-L, sorbitol, maltitol, erythritol. These sugar alcohols quite literally are laxatives. They make you poop. You should not be having them before a run or during a run. I want to give a little shout out here and I, I, you know, I try really hard to not bash any brands, but I do just want to point out the orange flavored you can gel does have sugar alcohol in it. So definitely do not want to take that sugar alcohol containing gel during a run. Um, I like you can the other brand, the other products they have, but the orange flavored, um, gel, um, that you can makes does have sugar alcohol in it. So just FYI. Um, so we don't want to be eating sugar alcohol. That makes the food sweet, but and it does not, you know, s- spike the blood sugar, but it does make you poop your pants. So that's one. The other thing that pe- that these diet products do is they replace um, the calorie containing foods with fiber. These very high fiber products. Now, fiber is great for you. We talk about adding fiber to our balanced performance plate all the time in my nutrition coaching programs. However, when you are taking a food that's supposed to have carbs in it and you're replacing it with all of these indigestible carbohydrates from fibers, um, inulin, um, 
uh, allulose, um, you know, all these different types of fiber, you are actually causing um, a higher likelihood of having GI distress, right? All that extra fiber needs a lot of extra water, first of all, to make sure that you're not getting cramping, um, but also just fiber is indigestible. We wouldn't want to eat a whole bunch of broccoli before we go for a run, right? That's a whole lot of fiber. Same with these products. Just because something is labeled bread, if it's a low-carb, high-fiber bread, probably not the best thing to be eating before we go running, okay? So we want to kind of ask ourselves, why are these products low – why are these products low-calorie? And a lot of times it is because they are adding in fiber or sugar alcohol, which are GI irritants, okay? So here are my top five foods. Some of these foods will have a lovely story to go along with them. So Arctic Zero is my number one. This is like a ice cream alternative um, that's low calorie. And I remember when I used to eat this, it's like I could eat the entire pint. And it was like for less than 300 calories or less than 200 calories. And, you know, that was so exciting to me because back when I was dieting, I wouldn't trust myself to eat ice cream because if I had ice cream in the house, I would eat the entire pint or I would eat the entire gallon. Um, so Arctic Zero was exciting because I could give myself permission to eat the entire pint and it would be for less than 300 calories. Now, the thing about Arctic Zero is that it does contain um, a lot of those those filler ingredients. It does contain those fi- that fiber-rich um, – fiber-rich substitute that can cause GI distress. So I do remember, you know, eating an entire pint of Arctic Zero, quite honestly, it doesn't taste that good. I mean, I haven't had it in a long time, so maybe they've changed their formula and it tastes better nowadays. But back in my days, um, you know, back in like 2013, 2014, 2015, whenever whenever it came out, uh, was not was not a substitute for ice cream. It was like, it was like sweet ice water. Like it wasn't the same. It wasn't good. So can't say I recommend that flavor-wise. Can't say I miss Arctic Zero. I enjoy keeping a pint of Jenny's real normal creamy delicious ice cream in my freezer now. It takes me like a whole month to eat the whole thing because I never want more than a few bites because my relationship with food is healed. Okay. So Arctic Zero. Definitely not something I recommend having um, the night before a long run or a hard run um, or if you don't have access to a bathroom. The next thing is actually something that I don't 100% keep out of my diet nowadays, and that is low-carb tortillas. Um, And this can also go for low-carb bread. I think low-carb bread tastes awful, but low-carb tortillas, like the ones that I think Mission is one of the brands that makes them, I'll buy those sometimes. Um, Now, here's the thing about low-carb tortillas. Uh, the reason they're low carb is because most of the carbohydrate calories in the tortilla are coming from fiber. So if we're thinking about net carbs, essentially what net carbs are is the total grams of carb minus the fiber and then minus the sugar alcohol if there's any in there. And so these low carb tortillas oftentimes have like 10 plus grams of fiber in them. And Um, If you are relying on this tortilla as being your sole source of carbohydrate for the day and you are an athlete, you are going to notice that you are going to have crazy sugar cravings. Fiber is not digestible. Fiber does not fuel your hungry muscles. If I go lift weights right now, if I go running right now, my muscles are going to want sugar to replete my glycogen, to replete my stored sugar, to rebuild muscle that's damaged during my workout. Fiber 
doesn't do that. Fiber doesn't feed your hungry muscles. What fiber does, I want you to think about fiber like if you go to Europe and you get euros, right? You get euros, that's money. If I tried to put euros in the ATM in America, in the United States, um, maybe the ATM can suck it up, right? It's like a piece of paper. Like it can like you can put it in the machine, but you're not going to get money deposited in your bank account, right? Because in the United States, we don't accept euros. We use dollar bills. And so um, what I want you to think about is it's the same way. I can eat fiber. I can stick it in my mouth. I can chew it up. I can swallow it. But it's not depositing energy into my body. What it actually does is it actually goes into my colon and it feeds the healthy bacteria there. Fiber is lovely. It's very healthy for your body. However, it's not feeding my muscles. So if I'm using low-carb tortillas as my post-workout fuel, as if, if it's my only source of carbohydrate in my three meals and my snacks during the day, I'm not giving my hungry muscles the energy it needs and I can expect to have crazy sugar cravings because my body's going to be like, whoa there, Serena, we need some usable energy and you're just eating low-carb tortillas that have net grams of fiber, net grams of, of five grams of carbohydrate. It's all fiber here, okay? So um, low-carb tortillas, if I buy them now, I'm going to be adding rice to them so that way I am adding some usable carbohydrate and there's also the fiber from the tortilla, but I'm also adding some corn chips or white rice, maybe both, um, to make a burrito rather than just eating that low-carb tortilla with some Nutella like I used to do back in my diet days. So that is number two low-carb tortilla. The next thing, oh, I've got a story here, sugar-free candy. Okay, Russell Stover makes these like chocolates and it's in a green bag or it used to be. Again, all these experiences are like from 10, no, like from eight years ago. So some of this stuff might be outdated, but uh, Russell Stover's makes sugar-free candy in a green bag. And so I used to buy the the chocolates, the sugar-free chocolates because I had the worst sweet tooth ever. I literally thought I was so addicted to sugar and I would eat like the entire bag and then I would go running. Well, let me tell you something about sugar-free candy. The reason it's sugar-free is because it is bursting with sugar alcohols, which is a laxative. So essentially, I would take a laxative and then go for a run. And it was a disaster. I mean, so many nasty, gross stories that I will not share with you right now. But you can imagine what happened next. Take a laxative, go for a run, don't have access to a porta potty not a good idea. Okay, so we uh if you are craving candy, I want to remind you that your body needs carbohydrate to um replete the um energy that you are burning during your runs. We need carbohydrate to rebuild muscle. We need energy to we need carbohydrate to give our muscles energy. And so feel free to just take a handful of chocolate and eat it with your lunch. Take some gummy bears and eat it with your snack. I mean, dude, like eat the real candy because sugar alcohols can do quite the number on your GI system. Okay. We're, we're getting – so these top – the top two here, I like went back and forth in which one I should put as like my number one. Um, so I think the next one I'm going to say is shirataki noodles. I 
don't know if you even know what I'm talking about. I think now there's all these different versions of them. Like I think shirataki noodles now. There's also the – oh, I can't remember what it's called. There's like there's like the palm of hearts noodles, right? The like really low calorie like palm, like palm of heart noodles. There's zoodles, right? Zucchini noodles. There's shirataki noodles, which is essentially this like Japanese yam that is – just fiber. It's like only fiber. So you're not really getting any calories from them. So the shirataki noodles, the reason they're like hilarious is because when I, again, they might have like updated the packaging now, but when I used to eat them, they would be in this bag of liquid and you would have to pierce the bag of liquid and drain out the liquid to get the the noodles. And it smelled awful. Like it was like the least appetizing smell known to man. So you had to rinse them off so that they didn't smell awful before you cooked them. And um, like in terms of flavor, I feel like they didn't really have a whole lot of flavor. But remember, this is pure fiber. So I'm eating a bowl of pasta with meatballs as my dinner, but the pasta is shirataki noodles. So it has, you know, five calories in the whole bowl. And I just went to the gym and worked out. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I'm this is so smart, right? Like I'm saving all these calories. I'm not eating you know, noodles, like, oh, this is this is such a calorie saver. Um, but hello, your muscles need energy. Your muscles need sugar. So then I would be getting these crazy sugar cravings. Like two hours later, I'd be starving to death because I didn't eat enough calories. So zoodles, um, heart of palm noodles or heart of palm rice, shirataki noodles, any of these low-carbohydrate um, pasta or rice alternatives – run for the hills, right? Like do not lean on them as your carbohydrate source. They are not a substitute for carbohydrate, especially as a female runner, especially as an athlete. It will not work. The fiber will make you poop your pants. So just, you know, they are, they're, they're on my list of crap for a reason. (laughs) And then last but not least, this has to be number one. Again, I feel weird attacking a company, but again, I think these, I actually think these taste good and I actually think they have their time and a place, but Quest bars have to be on my list because I think for a lot of us who did If It Fits Your Macros, who tracked macros, I think we all have a history with Quest bars. Again, I don't think these foods I, – I don't think Quest bars taste bad. Like I used to put them in the microwave for a few seconds and eat them with a fork and I thought it kind of tasted like a brownie. Now, I had a brownie for lunch today. Brownies taste way better than Quest bars, but obviously they're a little different. So why is Quest Bar on my crap list? And that's because Quest Bars are loaded with fiber and sometimes, depending on the flavor, sugar alcohol. So um, Quest Bars are loaded with fiber. They are rich in protein, which is awesome. Nothing against having a protein-rich food. But they also um, they have low net carbohydrate because so many of their carbohydrates are coming from fiber. This fiber, again, I actually had a client ask me last night in session. She was like, is there any reason why eating Quest Bars would make my stomach hurt? I'm like, yeah, girl, because sometimes they have sugar alcohol, which is literally a laxative, and they would have like 10, 15 grams of fiber in them, 
Remember, when we eat things that have a lot of fiber in them, we need to drink a lot of water to allow it to pass through our system. And so if you're not drinking enough water, you might notice a lot of cramping as your your stomach's like your digestive system trying to work on all this fiber and it's soaking up all the water and liquid in your in your kind of digestive system. But then also fiber is not digested. It goes to your colon and it sits there and it gets fermented and creates gas um, by those little bacteria in your gut. Fiber is not bad for you, but just having such a huge amount of it um, can be very stressful on the system. Definitely would not have a quest bar before I go running. Definitely is not a good thing to have after a run unless you're going to pair it with something carby. So if you're having your quest bar uh, to get some protein and then you're having, you know, a handful or two of pretzels um, to get some carbs, okay, fine, whatever. Drink a lot of water, fine. Um, but again, just want to let you know, this is not an awesome choice before a run. And if we're eating several of them a day, definitely think that can make you have a little bit of GI distress. Um, so anyway, I hope you learned something new. I hope you're sitting there and you're realizing that if you are somebody who is guilty of stocking up on low calorie, low sugar, sugar-free foods, I hope you realize just like how to use them wisely, right? Like again, you don't have to throw them out. Um, but if it's something that you quite literally are afraid of eating the, the normal calorie versions of them, I just think there's something to evaluate there. Um, that's an important conversation to have with yourself. So I just wanted to bring this up today. If you are, uh, if you have any crappy diet food that you want to share with me, something you have had GI issues with, or something that you think I should have put on this list, Instagram, send me a DM on Instagram at Serena Marie RD. I love chatting with you. Um, let me know what I should have added to the list. Maybe I'll do a part two. And remember to like and subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed it today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dear RunnerBot. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to subscribe and make sure you share today's episode. Also, if you're looking to download a free three-step guide to love your runner's bod, then head to serenamarierd.com. Can't wait to chat with you next week.